Welcome to the Lawn Care Together podcast, a podcast for new or experienced lawn care professionals looking for lawn care, business, or life tips. This podcast is brought to you by Blades LLC owner Alex Counterman so that we can learn together. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome to today's episode of the Lawn Care Together podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Today we are going to talk about my first impressions of the Skag Cheetah 2. And then on tomorrow's episode, you know, these are going to be two very short and sweet episodes. Tomorrow's episode we will talk about my first impressions on the right ZK mower. Now, what was my first thoughts We'll go all the way back to walking into the dealer and looking at this because my dad had already told me what he wanted to get, what was available, and I had to decide whether or not it was, one, comparable to what we were going to get, but two, reasonable. Originally, we were going to get the Ferris 2200 series, and their engine size and everything like that were about the same. I think it's the it was the Vanguard 37 or 38 horsepower. Everything was going to really match in terms of these. So that was cool with me. The size was cool with me. Tire size is good. Everything I read about these decks on the Skag Bowers was awesome. When I walked in, I was checking it out. I liked the fact that it has the extra wide opening for the uh, chute system. So most mowers have, say, like a 12-inch uh, sh- like chute to get the grass out. And it, I mean... Not that it helps clumping. It, 12 inches isn't horrible generally, but the Skag has in like 16 to 18 inch gap and that really helps prevent clumping. So I was really impressed by that because it really doesn't seem like there's no like any reason why other brands aren't using the same technology to do that. Unless, I mean, they have a trademark on that or something, but it just seemed like a really good idea. Now, the next thing was the dual gas tanks. Uh, I think Ferris had the same thing for that, but dual gas tanks, dual gas gauges, just a switch to flip that was awesome. I think he said they hold up to 15 or 14 gallons, which is crazy because that's literally as much as a car. Maybe not as much of a tr- or as a truck, but it is as much as a car. That's a lot of gas. We're going to spend a hundred dollars plus to fill these things up. But, I mean, cost of doing business, right? Hopefully these things, like, rock our world and they make things easier. And it won't matter what we need to do to put gas in them and fill them up. So, both machines um, just seem big. I'm talking the Ferris and the Skag Cheetah 2 here because I really, like, I I was excited by these mowers. I really was. I thought that 62 was... A little bit out of our comfort zone because the biggest we had ever really worked with was a 52-inch zero turn. And I thought that, you know, maybe that was our max of what we really needed in our area. And then I really started thinking about the lawns that we have. And we have these one-acre-plus properties like I talk about all the time. It's generally open. There's not a lot of gates. It's They might not be flat. So that's where we had to be a little cautious about what we were purchasing and what was going to work. But at the end of the day... We can open it up to these bigger size mowers because the lawns we have really like we'll get by with them. If not, we'll even do better with them. So that that's the goal there. We'll see uh, how it really happens and when it comes to fruition here in about a week. As I'm recording this, it's Saturday. It's raining, and then 
the next like six or seven days are supposed to be sunny and I can't wait because we really had just rain, rain, rain and cold here the last few days and the last few weeks and everything's fighting so hard to turn, or come out and turn green and the grass is definitely greening up, but we're not seeing leaves on trees. We're seeing a little bit of budding on some of the bushes maybe. We're just not there yet though. The next thing that I liked about the Skag, which it, this is going to be on every mower that's a commercial mower. So the ROP system, I know most people just put that down, but I just think it looks so cool, so official. Even if it's down, it just looks like this big, beefy mower. When other people see it, they're going to be impressed by it. And it's not really about setting impressions. It's more or less marketing my business again. I want people to like their eye to be caught by like our equipment and the things that we're doing and be like, oh, like they look like a professional company. I would love to have them service my lawn. It's not an ego thing. It's not something where I, I need the biggest and baddest equipment. I just want equipment that's going to allow me to do my job the best I can do my job and bring in customers or allow me to bring in customers one way or another. Now, the next thing that I liked about this mower was that the Skag Cheetah 2 has a I want to say an oscillating deck. It's not really oscillating as much as it, it's like a suspension uh, seating space is more or less what I'm trying to get at is the entire seat and where you place your feet actually moves with the bumps. You can set it to either being a little bit less firm or more firm depending on you know the feel that you like the most. It's, I believe it's just a dial, but it might be a, a clip or something. I, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but... This thing will allow for a much smoother ride than at least the Icon XD that we have, uh, you know, the zero turn from Lowe's. The thing's great. It's the Aaron's. Uh, and it's a great system, but it doesn't really have any form of suspension. The one thing I loved about our simplicity is that it has shocks on it, and it really rides smooth regardless of how fast you were going on it. Now, both the residential mowers top out at a very low speed, and low is relative, but when you're relating it to the Skag Cheetah 2, holy cow, let me tell you, if you throw that Skag Cheetah 2 on, you know, max speed, just in low, so, you you know, you got the rabbit all the way up, you are moving. That thing is a little jittery for when you first get started trying to use it and figure it out. Because you go from like these mowers that don't have that, you know, that much touchiness, and you go to this mower that all of a sudden like has to get up and go, has the power. It's thirty-eight horsepower. It's crazy, thirty-eight horsepower. So this thing, I mean, we were zipping around my drive, or you know, my driveway and my yard when we got them, just playing with them, practicing. And I, I mean, I had to turn the actual speed down just so I could put it in my garage nice and like carefully because I still wasn't so used to it yet to figure it out. Now, will I figure it out? Absolutely. Is it going to be something I get used to? Yeah, not a problem. And I'm excited. I I really do. I want to try the high speed. I haven't even done that yet. So it's going to be really cool because the high speed for these things is supposed to top out at like 16 to 18 miles per hour. I I might even try to get a gauge on that because I really want to know what the top speed that we can see is on that. And we're not going to cut at the top speed. The top speed is supposed to be something that you use to transport. Like if you have multiple lawns in the same area, you can throw it in high and drive down the road, you know, three, four houses without really being 
bogged down or like uh, inefficient in terms of your time by like slowly getting over there. Now, the low, the max speed is like 12 miles per hour. So cutting at 12 miles per hour is still crazy because we're probably cutting at like six to eight, maybe if we're on these other mowers, the 23 horsepower mowers. And I don't even know what to expect out of like the cut quality. But just playing around with it the other day, we really loved the cut quality we were getting from the Skag. It, it leaves lines without a stripe kit. Like that, that's just the way it is. And I'm telling you, it's leaving lines without a stripe kit on my grass that's not even really growing yet. It, like you could see it, and maybe it was good to you know train my grass a little bit by us playing around and cutting the other day, but. I'm really excited to see what this thing does to some nice grass, some tall grass. I want to, you know, these guys cut through fields and stuff. I would love to do that, do a video and give an honest and real review here outside of just my first impression. So that will be coming in the near future. We are going to have a video going over some of the stuff that I already talked about today. Talk about what we love about these mowers. I will do two separate videos. We will do, you know, the initial impressions. We'll do a video about, you know, maybe a 40-hour review, 50-hour review, and then maybe a night-of-season review so you guys can really get a gauge on how we liked them and how they worked for us in our business. We're excited for what's to come here in spring. I hope everybody else is excited. I hope everyone's getting all set, you know, getting the equipment in line. Hopefully, you got all the maintenance and stuff done because I'll tell you what, the simplicity, like I said, is in the shop, 1200 bucks, And I think he said the parts should come in on Monday, maybe later. It's already been there for three weeks. It's just, it's crazy how long it takes to get everything in right now. And it's all supply chain issues. And we'll talk a little bit about supply chain issues probably in the episode after we talk about the right mower. Unfortunately, it just seems like things are really starting to affect everything when it comes to shipping, receiving, having stuff in stock for what we need. Luckily, we they did tell us at the dealer that they will always have any of the stuff we need in stock to do maintenance and repairs on these mowers. They don't have an issue right now getting that stuff. And she orders, I guess, a good like back stock of everything so that they don't just have one or two of everything. They have plenty. But we do not have a lot of backup stuff for the simplicity. We already ran into issues for that last year. I know that they're going to have a little bit better... Um, reach in terms of getting this equipment in and like knowing what the compatible things are because I believe Simplicity is an entity now of Ferris. I think they bought them out so they can get the parts. They can figure it out. $1,200, like I said, $800 for parts, $400 for labor. Not that bad. We'll see what happens when it comes through. Hopefully this uh, podcast comes out a little bit more clear than the last one. I had a little issue. I was driving in the rain as I am today trying to record this podcast and it came out very muffled. So I apologize for episode 28 not sounding great. We're going to see what happens here. If I don't love the sound quality of this, it might not come out. You might not hear it and we might just do an actual review sitting down in person one of these days. So we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Listening to me talk about the Skag Cheetah 2. If you're looking for a mower, I highly recommend this one so far. It seems like it's going to be a great mower for us. We got it through Sheffield Financial. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit more probably. But overall, it was very easy. I mean, they were great to work with. The dealer 
did all the work for the most part. All they have to do is reach out with an approval number and be like, hey, this is what they're going to buy. Cool. And they go through the paperwork. And like, really, it was just one of the most simple things that I've probably ever done with having to deal with paperwork. So if you're looking to expand your business and you need a little bit more towards a mower and you want to buy new, I'm not recommending buying new for everybody. I'm not recommending that you know going into debt at all is a great idea necessarily. But I did like the whole cost analysis. I spent several weeks deciding whether or not I wanted to buy these and how I was going to go about doing it. And I figured out how to make it work for us. So figure out what's going to work for you. Do what you have to to really you know succeed in business. And sometimes that's going to mean taking on a little bit of debt to then be able to enhance your cash flow. And sometimes it's going to be not going into debt and finding used equipment. So do what works for you. Thank you so much for listening. I will get back with a right review here in the next few days. And I hope you have a great spring. Thank you so much. We'll get you on the next one. 